Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Welcome to episode 79 of Lesbians Who Write. This week we're talking about book clubs. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the book club phobic, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How are you today? Book club phobic, huh? I don't think I actually am. I just didn't want to have to be the one who did the talk this week. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, create a poetic license. For the, for the sake of the um, podcast, I'll pretend to hate book clubs because... What reader and writer hates book clubs? But hey, I'll do it. <laughs> if you could, if you could just heckle me while I'm doing my book club rundown, that'd be great. Can I just like go? Arr! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do but yeah. Make all those noises. <laughs> so today, TB and I uh, are speaking to each other on Skype, and we've both got the same Skype background because Skype is clearly recently updated, and we're now both sitting in a. It looks like it could be like Google's uh, office yes. background, right? Yes, but we're not creepy like Google. We're not going to spy on everything you do. Well, you know, that you know. So, TV, because we uh, because we recorded quite early last week, it's been like 10 days since we last spoke. So what have you been doing? You could have, you uh, could, you could have um, enacted world domination in that time. Who knows? Oh, no, I'm a, I'm a thinker. World domination isn't coming until another 17.3 years. I got it all planned out, people. Yeah, and it's going to be a great time when I take over. But, um... In the meantime, what I've been doing since we've last spoke is uh, I launched a book. Yes. Uh, when this episode goes live on Monday, Heart of Ice, the Ice Queen romance I co-wrote with Miranda McLeod, it will be available, and I am blown away by all the fab feedback we've been getting from the ARC readers. They're loving it. So that's exciting news. I, it, you know, we, we all know I get a bit nervous before I get those emails that say, you know, either thumbs up or thumbs down. And the, the amount of praise they're giving us has been, um, it's been humbling and it's been nice. And I appreciate every single ARC reader who takes part in this journey. You guys are very important to us. Yes. So Heart of Ice. Did you have that? Like, because I noticed that last time, last week's uh, episode, you were talking about it, but you didn't give the title. Was it in the balance till right at the end? No, I've known Heart of Ice since last year. No, no. It just seems like last year. February, February. So you were just shy about saying it? I, I don't like to release certain details until it's like really set in stone. And now it's on Amazon, so there's no fucking changing it. I'm not changing the cover now. I'm not changing the title. It's up there, folks. So yeah, Heart of Ice. Very good. Everybody go out and buy Heart of Ice. Besides Heart of Ice, I've been cracking on with Dagny. I still don't have a title for Dagny. Okay. And the critique deadline is September 15th. So it, I'm starting to feel some pressure on this end because um, we're recording this on August 27th. And so that's how many days are in August? Uh, there's quite a lot. So you, you're okay. You've got another four days. Woo-hoo! Okay. So that's a little bit better. And also, it, it's just for a critique. But, and my editor is used to me sending off a complete hot mess in the early stages because unlike Claire, where I think you read it over a couple times before you send it to the editor for that stage, I'm kind of like a brain dumper. Here you go. <laughs> and um, we've been able to work it through. We've done this project this way for several times now. In the beginning, it was a bit rougher, but now she knows my process. And so um, she doesn't panic too much about certain things, and we're able to get it to that stage together. So it's just one of those things where I need it off my plate, but I also need to know if 
I like to send it earlier to make sure I'm not spinning my wheels on the wrong part, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just shows that, yeah, different people work different ways. Like you say, I do like, I, I've just finished my third draft of the London Romance book. And I'll probably read it one more time before I give it to anyone. So, uh, yeah, but different people work different ways. For people who are listening, who are new to writing, if you do plan on doing it this way, make sure it is someone that you trust. (laughs) Because um, if you just send it to an editor that you haven't worked with and they receive something that I am about to send to Kelly, um, I think you would make them cry. (laughs) So (laughs) it's just a system that we've worked out together and we've worked together for, oh gosh, five, six years now. So it works for us, but I don't think it's going to work for every writer editor combo so you really have to this goes back to what we've been saying you really have to trust the people in your team and you guys have to know each other really well but besides that i also got a cover for my london novella and i've arranged for the narration already check you out you said i leave you for 10 days and you start running like a a runny thing a gazelle maybe yes gazelle yes (laughs) so i'm not as graceful when i have to jump over like anything also, I have a little bit of fun news, which is shocking. When's the last time I had fun news? <laughs> it's 2020. Go on, hit me. Life is still going on. Uh, Miranda and I, when we launched Holly and Ice, we spent like a day at the spa to celebrate, which obviously is not so great to spend a day at the spa these days. But we didn't want to let the publication of our co-write just slip by without, you know, raising a glass. So she suggested going to a shaker village. I have no idea what shakers are. I still don't. But we went... Um, it, it's a history thing, but since there is, you know, this thing called COVID-19, um, there weren't any tours, but we were able to walk the grounds and we, we brought a picnic lunch. It was a beautiful day out. We met this ginger kitty who called Miranda out of a whole slice of turkey. And then on the way home, we stopped at a vineyard and um, did some wine sampling outside because uh, Miranda's next romance is going to be set on a New England vineyard. So. We celebrated the launch, and then we started doing research. Hello, I mean, if someone asks you to, like, hey, do you want to go to a vineyard and test wine for research? I mean, who says no? Uh, nobody. Nobody I know. It was a nice day. And, um, again, like you and I keep talking about, like, you do have to celebrate these wins. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a book to this stage. This was a long one because um, we had some uh, interruptions with the illness, my illness, and then with the pandemic and all that. But we finally got it out there. Little fuckers published. <laughs> Woohoo! Everybody celebrate the little fucker being published. So well done, <laughs> and I'm glad you went and drank wine and went to a shaker village. I've vague, vague ideas what that is, but not really. I'll look it up afterwards. I think they might be like the Quakers or something. I'm not really sure, but um, the grounds were lovely. There was this one red wine that had a little hint of chocolate, and it was just delicious. I actually bought a bottle, mm. which I guess is good news for the vineyard. Their samplings are working. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> What what have you been doing since? I mean, I know. Was it really 10 10 days ago we spoke? That seems like a really long time. Yes, it was 10 days ago because I went away for the weekend to Marlow, which is on the Thames. It's only like about an hour away on the train. And it was really lovely. Um, We had a... We had a very nice weekend. We stayed in a very posh hotel. When you went down for breakfast, it was right by the river. So it was almost like being on a boat and all the doors were open. So like we were, you know, two steps left and we'd been in the river. It was very nice to get away and um, just uh, walk along the river and have some dinner and drinks and relaxation. Spent spent a couple of hours reading in the grounds on Sunday morning. So that was nice. Like in the ground? You were in the ground? In the ground, in a big hole. <laughs> That's how... That's how your wife leaves you alone. She just digs a hole and sticks you in it. So uh, that was very nice. And um, and also, just today, I've just booked to go to Whitstable again 
because it is my writing place. So, you know, just to go and stay in a flat elsewhere in a couple of weeks. So that'd be nice. Wait, in a couple of weeks? Hmm. You only go in January normally, don't you? I do. There's going to be people there. I do normally go in January. I've never been in September before. However, um, at the moment, our COVID numbers are really low. Things are going well in the country. (laughs) But I think maybe by January, who knows? Like there's so much speculation about a possible second wave. So I'm getting it in early while I can. Okay, so you're just going to risk whatever crowds, because when we were there in March, it was quite crowded. Uh, I think it will be less uh, crowded, you know, because we're going in the week, and uh, I think we were there in a weekend in March. I'll be going in the week, schools schools are back, so, you know, I don't think that there'll be as many people there. Uh, This week also, uh, I've been trying to sort out some German tax issues, so with uh, doing translations, you have to then sort out your tax (laughs) <laughs> and that's interesting. So um, I had to write German addresses, and uh, German addresses have a lot of letters in strange places. Uh, so I haven't quite sorted it out yet because it's one of those things where I have to clarify a couple of things. But so that took a couple of hours this week. And I also published my lockdown novella, which I gave away to my um, VIP readers club, my mailing list uh, first for a couple of months. And I was umming and ahhing, I think we discussed it, I don't know if it's on this podcast or not, as to whether to give it away for free as part of my um, mailing list sign up or just give it away on the platforms. And I've decided to just give it away on the platform. So I put it up on Google, Kobo, Nook, Apple and and my own uh, web shop. And then I put it up on Kindle and then it's just been price matched today. So by the time this goes out, it will be free on all platforms. And that was because I listened to another podcast and this woman was talking about the benefits of giving something away to sign up to your list or just give it away because the reach is bigger and you might just get people coming along. And I don't have anything free on those platforms. So I decided to try that route. So that's what I've done. So we both- Yeah, I've considered that one, but I haven't done it yet. But is it also on Smashwords? Did you say Smashwords? I didn't put it on Smashwords, no, because I I just stopped using Smashwords. Why is that? They're an okay platform, but I just use Draft2Digital now for all my distribution needs. So, um, yeah, I put it up on uh, Draft2Digital, so it will be free on all the platforms that Draft2Digital goes to, which is like 20-odd, you know, Scribd and loads of other ones. So, yeah, so I just thought I'd try that. So that's what I've done. And I also put out um, my other podcast this week, The Lesbian Book Club. Uh, which is with this week, this month, with Melissa Leonard. Um, And it's a brilliant book she wrote called The Secret of You and Me. And it's the first ever lesbian romance published by Mills and Boone. And Mills and Boone are uh, Harlequin in the US. So, you know, a very, very uh, established straight romance brand just put out their first ever lesbian romance. So that's interesting um, in itself. I've been noticing on the charts a lot of uh, the big the big publishers are putting more lesbian fiction out. So and I, and they've been they've been doing quite well. So we're gonna have some competition here. We are gonna have some competition. Uh, bring it on, I say. I welcome it. Yeah. And and honestly, I mean, uh, I've read I think I've read two or three now mainstream lesbian romances, and they've both yeah they've all been fantastic. I read another one called Cowgirl by Kirsty Eyre, and that was brilliant. That's published by HarperCollins. So yeah. And of course, I've been doing some uh, reading of my Christmas novel that I've uh, half wrote. So I went through and I've made a load of notes. So I've been doing those notes and uh, now I've just read it all through again. So I'm ready to start uh, writing. Are you craving like um, like sh- sugar cookies right now? Uh, snow. <laughs> uh, what I've done is uh, the weather's kind of on the turn in the UK this, this week from summer to autumn. We're not quite there, but it's going. 
to create a feeling of I am cold and it is Christmas. I've, I've stuck to um, wearing my shorts and t-shirt and then I had to put, I had to cave and put a sweatshirt on <laughs> just before I came on this <laughs> podcast, but my knees are really cold. So, you know, I've got that chilliness. Yeah. That's, that's a very interesting approach. I just play Christmas music <laughs> and burn Christmas candles, but you, you intentionally make yourself freeze. <laughs> I think that's the difference between American and British personalities right there. <laughs> Do you know what I've just realised? Uh, I've got some mulled wine in the cupboard. I should drink some later, shouldn't I? Nothing says Christmas like mulled well, wine. I love mulled wine. <laughs> I didn't really know about mulled wine until I moved there. And then when I started drinking it in the pubs, I was like, this is like the best thing. <laughs> Gotta love a mulled wine. Mulled wine and a mince pie. Delicious. Oh, you can have all the mince pies. Oh, yeah. So, comments comments monitor right. we, got? we got a few comments this week so um jan emailed my tbm account and thanks us for the helpful and funny podcast so uh thank you for listening jan um we had a comment from ceci i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that right and if i'm pronouncing it wrong i'm very sorry i'm very bad at pronouncing things and ceci has been listening to the podcast so again thank you very much for listening we have a comment from jay hawkins a fellow lesbic author um, she, Jay's been enjoying the podcast and it's also fun to hear. So welcome aboard, Jay. Um, we have an email from Terry who emailed our lesbians who write email. And first off, uh, Terry wants to say that, uh, Claire, your accent is absolutely delicious. Well, thank you, Terry. I, I got praise for the frequent use of the F-bomb. Everyone's got a talent, TB. Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> Terry has been listening to the episodes and just finished the Amazon keyword episode and said, wow, in all caps, so much to think about, which is funny because I was uploading Heart of Ice yesterday and I was doing a lot of research on the fly with, um, what's it called? Keywords? (laughs) No, 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 the the system I use, bottle wrap? Something rocking. Are you okay over there? <laughs> there were like sounds coming out of your mouth then, and I really wasn't sure what they were. Is it um, Kindle Rocket? Yes, thank you very much. Right. It's not Bottle Rocket. No, not Bottle but... Rocket was wrong, but I was sticking with it for some reason. <laughs> and also, Terry is getting ready to publish a first novel in September, so best of luck, Terry. And we have Debbie who um, responded to our comment uh, to the Lesbians Who Write email, and Terry is... A reader who uses, who likes KB freebie days. So we asked if uh, there were readers out there who like them, and obviously we have we have a vote for yes. So far, I have no votes for no. But I mean, who says no to a free book? Yeah, not me. Psychopath, maybe psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and also we have a comment from Yvonne. And first, I need to make a correction. I have been pronouncing uh, Yvonne's name wrong. It's I need to stress the E part in the beginning, so I apologize for that. Um, So the comment is, interesting podcast about KU and how it works. Still a bit complex and confusing, though. And Yvonne would like to know um, how we make money from the books she gets off free from KU. And again, you don't make money from free books on that actual book, but you get paid back through newsletter newsletter subscribers and people dipping into your backlist, and you just get your name out there. So it's a it's a tried and true, uh, try, tried and true, <laughs> tried and tested uh, marketing that that's been going on for a long time in books. Personally, I think it still pays off in the long run. So that is how we make money. And if you're referring to um, Kindle Unlimited, 
which technically isn't free. I know a lot of authors just like to say, get it free through KU. It's not technically free because it's a subscription service that you pay monthly, but you do get paid per page. And my breakdown of income is heavily reliant on the KU page reads. So I do make um, a decent living from that, if that was your question. Yeah, and, and also, um, just coming back on the freebie days, I mean, you know, basically it's putting your book to free, which is what I've just done with my um, lockdown novella. What I'm hoping is that if people have never read me before, they'll read that and they'll like it. And then in the back of that, there's links to all my other books uh, and a list of them. So, yeah, that's how, that's how I'm hoping that'll work. And you also have a link in there probably for your free book so they can get on your uh, subscriber list. Yeah, so there's a, a link in the back to sign up to my main list and then there's a, a list of all my other books. Yeah, so that's I'm curious to see how that goes because I know uh, several lesbian authors have used that successfully but neither one of us has dipped our toes and you're the first one that dipped the toes into it. So maybe in a month or two you can give us an update. Yeah. Alrighty, so now we need to move on to book clubs, and I need to start growling. No, I've got some comments. Oh wait, do you have a comment? Yes. People like you this week? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, so Michelle wrote in and said she loves the podcast. She says that we've helped her immensely. She enjoys our top bants and um, how we tackle questions. And she says we're helping aspiring to be published authors. So keep it going. Alright, we'll do our best. In top bants, is that banter? Yeah, well, you know, she said... Uh, banter. I just uh, British. I don't British know. <laughs> I did something to it. I put a TZ on it to make it well cool. Shelley says she loves podcasts, so thank you, Shelley. And this is a really interesting one. Um, Neen wrote in, and she says that she got some headphones, uh, cord cordless headphones for her birthday. Game changer. I agree, Neen. I got. So I bought myself some, um, and they are a game changer. Anyway. Lose the chords, everyone. She discovered our podcast and she absolutely loves it. And she says she wants to give a specific thanks for the first, very first episode we did, TB, where we talked about the fact that anyone can write lesbian fiction. Now, Neen says she is a lesbian and when she got married, she married her best friend. But they later realised they were in fact transgender and is now a man. But she's been steered away from writing lesbian fiction because when she did, she copped huge amounts of abuse from people telling her she had no right because when they looked on their socials, they perceived that she was with a man. And I think that's terrible. So, um, but so she was really, really pleased to see or to hear us talk about the fact that anybody can write lesbian fiction. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be, you don't have to be on the LGBTQ spectrum at all, but she is. And that, 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 that just upsets me. Like the haters out there, I just don't understand why you have to weigh in about something that you have no business weighing in on. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, so yes, please write, please write yes, anything you write, but especially write lesbian fiction. We welcome you. Yes. We welcome you with open arms. We do. And we're looking forward to your your first uh, your first lesbian story out there, Neen. So let's get on to the big question. Book clubs. TV, you're excited, aren't you? Woohoo! <laughs> She's ready with her buzzer to go. Eh. Right. So Oh, I need to get one of those for real. Wouldn't that be kind of fun? That would be <laughs> a bit weird, but okay. Now, have you ever been in a book club? Yes. Oh, you have? I didn't think you had. I actually organised a book club. Well, God, you're not even a book club hater. Oh. I'm a reader and a writer. Why did you think I needed book clubs? I thought you said you'd never been in one. No. Oh, okay. I, no, I used to do online book clubs. I, I organised an in-person book club. Yeah, I'm a book club person. Okay. Hello. All right, then. So here's TB. She loves a book club. Why would you be 
why would you be in a book club? Well, they they are great actually. I've been in uh, I've been in one book club. I've only been in one. I've never organised one, so you're you're more qualified to talk about this than me. Uh, but they're great for widening your reading and also being able to chat about books, obviously. So yeah, book clubs need great reading material, good snacks, and great conversation and wine, of course. Um, but back when I was in a book club, and um, we're talking nearly twenty years ago, online book clubs weren't so much of a thing as they are now. Uh, but in my book club, we used to meet monthly and read and discuss a book of one member's choice and then the choice would rotate and that would, member would host at their house. So we all lived in London and the host would provide pizza and snacks. Everyone bought wine. We, we'd discuss the book for about half an hour and then we'd catch up on everyone's lives and drink more wine. So it was a very social experience, but also um, it was cool to get together and, and talk about books. And, you know, I'll say it does widen your experience. I read my first and only Hemingway, me. A classic hater and I read a Hemingway and I met some lovely people too. Which one? The Old Man and the Sea. That's like my least favorite of Hemingway. Oh. I know everyone says it's like the most brilliant book. I'm like, it's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Do you know, I don't remember much about it, but I do remember it being a bit dull. Yeah, he's just like in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and he's quite old and a man. It's not my favorite book. I would have suggested something different for Hemingway, so, um, yeah, but okay, I'll let that slide. But you read, you, read, you read a Hemingway. I have, yeah, so you see? He's a, he's a different writer, because the very short declarative sentences. Mm-hmm. So book clubs do, book clubs broaden the mind. And as I say, I haven't been in a book club since, but I have had friends and family who emulate this model, and, and they love it. Um, it's bookish and social. And it can also lead to a discussion of bigger topics, such as, you know, at the moment, we with all the the Black Lives Matter and the race issues going on all around the world. And there's been a lot of books, you know, haven't there, about race and stuff. So, and reactions to it, it really can open up a far wider discussion. I I do know from my experience with book clubs, you need to have people who are open-minded because sometimes they can devolve into shouting matches, especially if there's beer involved. Not that I have experience with shouting matches at book club, but it can happen. Yeah, I imagine it can. Um, So if you're an author, what are the benefits of being of having your book go to a book club? Well, the obvious one is sales. And you'll get word of mouth recommendations, hopefully, if the people like it, because the people at the book club will then recommend uh, your book to other people. And online book clubs, as I say, could be a huge benefit of sales as well. So if you get something, if you get your book into, say, the Richard and Judy book club, which is huge here, or Oprah, or Reese Witherspoon's got a very influential uh, book club on Instagram, you're pretty much made really they get thousands maybe hundreds of thousands but you know let's face it lesbian fiction (laughs) doesn't have a long history of getting into these massive book clubs but just getting into the smaller ones is great too and there are loads of online lesbian book clubs so what are they well it could be argued i think that a lot of book bloggers kind of provide a forum for a lesbian book club with their reviews and you can interact in their comments and stuff like that so top sites i was thinking of was would be uh, the lesbian review and um le revoir le revoir le revoir how do you say it you're asking me i couldn't get you on right <laughs> They're both French. Um, sure, I know. And the funny thing is, I studied I studied French for a few years, and obviously, um, not very well. I'm not sure, but uh, Rachel, it's Rachel who runs that, right? Yes, Rachel. Rachel Burns. She's yeah, she's a she's a, a 
great person to have on your team. Yes. And also, <laughs> she's energetic, she's funny, and she's extremely supportive of lesbian fiction. And she drinks a lot of wine. So, um, you know, she's always having a glass of wine and a book. So she understands the essential things of a book club, right? At the Lesbian Review and Le Revoir, Le Revoir, I can't say it, <laughs> at Rachel's book club, um, they ask yeah. a couple of times a week what everyone's reading and they also have discussions um, around a particular book, I think like once a month. Uh, for instance, my Christmas book, All I Want for Christmas, was chosen for the Lesbian Review Christmas pick about two years ago. And so I don't know how many people picked it up, but I made sure there was a discount on the book so readers could pick it up for half price. And then I was asked to come into the group and talk about the book. And I, I've done this for a couple of times um, for a couple of my books, but maybe about two or three times on the Lesbian Review and also over at Jay's website because she ha she runs a very uh, interactive reader group over there and they, and they do book club style reviews and chats so it's great and you get to answer um, questions from readers about your book and um, I think as I said uh, on here a couple of weeks ago I recently did uh, my first ever online uh, book club chat on a zoom call so I was live which was a very different experience um, I was quite nervous even though a few of the uh, people in the book club were my family in fact more of them than not were my family because uh, it was my niece's book club and then all my family got curious so they came along and I, I had prepared um, answers to common questions about the book but what they really wanted to know was how I do this as a career and how that works the really interesting thing is that anytime I've had my book up for discussion on one of these book clubs uh, it quite often devolves into that rather than about the book because people are just curious about your day-to-day -day life and your process as a writer but it's all part of what people want to know about at these um, book clubs interestingly when I did my family uh, book club two of my sister-in-laws didn't even realize I was self-published so I thought that was really interesting because they just saw a professional looking book and they read the book so they saw it was well edited and they just presumed it was done via a publisher. So that backed up, this backs up the theory that um, readers don't care who publishes the book. If it looks like a book and feels like a book, then it is a book. Yeah, so I, I found that interesting because I'm sure I would have told them over the last six years that in fact I do it all myself, but no, maybe I haven't. I, I do find it interesting because I was having this conversation with another author and I'm blanking on the author's name right now, but we were talking about it and how like readers really don't care. I think they're getting used to the fact, I mean, indie publishing took off in 2011, 2012, and now it's just become so such a thing. Like when they're looking at Amazon, they're not scrolling down to see, oh, who published this? They're reading the blurb. They're looking at the cover. They're looking at reviews. They don't give a fuck who published the book as long as it's a decent book, so... That is, yeah, that is an excellent point. Hmm. But it is interesting that it was actually your family members actually, who had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Which just goes to show uh, how much family listen to you. <laughs> well, or maybe well, I just... you have a very large family. It would be it's hard true. to keep up with everyone in your family. It is true. It is true. And when I was looking uh, up about book clubs online and just sort of thinking, what do other authors uh, think about, you know, the benefits? And one of the ones that kept coming up over and over again, and I think this is true for me as well, is that when you're writing the book you have a preconceived notion of all the characters and you see it in your head as one thing but as soon as that book leaves your hand it's it becomes it takes on a life of its own the, it's known as the death of the author it doesn't mean you die so don't worry it just means that the meaning you intended the scenes you loved the characters you connected with the most they won't be the same for everyone and you have to remember that and comes in come into any book club chats with an open mind which is kind of going back to what you said tb um yeah everybody has to have an open mind individual readers will get something from your book 
but it depends on the experience they bring to it, their background, their mood at the time of reading it. So listening to what everyone got from it actually can open your mind to a different way of thinking about your book. It can be sort of quite magical, I suppose, and it might make you, yeah, make you see your book in a completely different light. And when I did my family um, book club on Zoom, it was interesting because my brother came in. He'd read quite a few of my books, my brother. And he said to me on, on Zoom that he thought this was, I think he's read like three or four. And he said this was the first, it was before you say I do, they were discussing. And he said that this was the first one where he couldn't hear me in the characters. And I thought, oh, interesting. And I thought that was really interesting because it's like, you know, I think he's read more ones at the beginning of my career. And maybe, maybe there was more of how I speak in there I mean I think there's a bit of how you speak in all your characters but then he said um he said that uh, before you say I do he he wouldn't have known I wrote it so I wasn't sure if that was a compliment or not but I thought it was interesting <laughs> it is interesting I get a lot of comments for my Lizzie series because people are like oh I can definitely tell this is you and it's funny because it um it's not me but people always assume I am Lizzie mm. <laughs> so it's interesting how people come at it from different angles but um I've also to go back to your comment about um how readers see works differently. Um, I've actually had interactions on online book clubs or, or just with comments like in Facebook groups where they discuss like certain books or certain series of mine where I've been like, oh, I never even thought of that. And then in the next edition of the series or the next installment, not edition, next installment, I've actually incorporated changes that readers have picked up on that this were totally over my head. Oh. Sometimes readers really... Sometimes readers think I'm much smarter than I am, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've had that as well, where, where someone said, and when, you know, this happened, did you mean this? And I've, I'm like, wow, that's a, I wish I had. I might have lied at some <laughs> point, maybe. So what can you do to get your books um, picked for a book club? Well, I think the first thing is write a good book and put a great cover on it. But I think one of the things that was suggested to me when I did my Zoom online book club was, however, have I ever thought about putting book club questions in the back of my book? Because that would make it more likely for a book club to consider it. So have you ever done this or thought about doing it? I, I haven't. I know when I've seen it in other books, I just kind of skip over it. And But that's just not the right reason not to do it. Because... I'm one person and there are millions of readers out there, but um, one of my things is I don't really like to discuss, like, what's the what's the theme of this book, or what's the, um, what are all the symbols, like, in Moby Dick, like, I mean, if you really, like, I don't know, like I said, like, people think I'm much more intelligent than I am, so when they, they're like, oh, I really like, you know, how you use this to symbolize that, and I'm like, I did? <laughs> <laughs> So I think it would be hard for me as the author to write the book questions. All right. Well, it was interesting because um, I just read a book this week. I just finished it and it was brilliant, really good. It was by Elizabeth Sims. Have you ever read a book by Elizabeth Sims? The name sounds familiar. Is it like a mystery kind of thing? Yes. Um, I don't normally read lesbian um, mysteries, but this was one. And it was a freebie on BookBub. You know, like we always say, what's the point of giving, like, you know, one of the questions in the comments was, what do you get from a from a free freebie? Well, Elizabeth probably used a KU freebie day and she'd done a book bub and I downloaded it and I read it and I loved it. And so I signed up to her mailing list. <laughs> 
I started following. I started following her on Twitter, and I thought, oh my god, I am I am a reader in action for all the things I say about my mailing list. So it just goes to show that this, you know, it makes me smile when you know I love the book so much that I I took action. So, but when I came to the end of this book, she had a list of book club questions, and I was like, well, Elizabeth, you played right into my hands here, haven't you? I think a bit like you, I'm a little bit reluctant to do it because I don't want to pre-prescribe what people have to talk about however I do think it's probably if you if you want your book to be a considered for a book club you're more likely to get it considered if there are these questions at the back so it might be worth doing so for instance I was thinking what what kind of questions would you would you do and I was thinking for one golden summer because you know that book pretty well as do I do I yeah do I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> although you have just published another one so it might have all fallen out of your head so one Golden Summer specific questions could be Small town life isn't very queer Do you think Sandy Cove was an accurate representation of it? Do you find small towns cosy or depressing? That, that could generate a lot of comments Because you're going to get, again, the people who like small town life And the people who like city life Yeah Yeah, I can, okay, I can see it See, I think my problem was I would be like too like quizzy Like I would be the historian professor And be like, what day did they arrive? <laughs> <laughs> no, no <laughs> Do you want me to write your book club questions for you? Another question could be, oysters were a bone of contention throughout the book. What are your experience of them? Do you love them or hate them? I think that'd be a great one because, you know, people, yes. people either do love them or hate them. Um, saffron You're is... You're hardly a... ever on the fence with oysters. No, hardly no ever. one is. No, I love them and and ate loads of them when we were in Whitstable and TB grudgingly had one because she thought she better. Well, we had to get the photo because I blogged about it. Yeah. The things I do for work, people. That's right. Are very professional. And I, I'm sure I didn't say, fuck, that was terrible. <laughs> um, so another question could be, Saffron is a big star, but at heart she's an introvert who craves peace. Can you relate to that? So then we can get a conversation about introversion, extroversion. And readers often wonder what might happen with the characters at the end of a book. Do you think Ginger might sleep with a woman? Ginger. Like, as soon as you, you showed did. me that photo, I was like, want her, find her. <laughs> so TV is hoping that Ginger sleeps with her. Um, and then some other sort of more general ones that you could put in are, uh, what did you think of the setting? Could the book have taken place anywhere else? What was your initial reaction to the book? How did the characters change through the book and did your opinion of them change as that happened? Which character did you most relate to and why? How did you feel about the ending? What did you like and not? And what would you have changed? And if the book were made to be made into a movie, who would play the lead characters? So, are you actually going to put these questions into One Golden Summer? I could do. Do you want me to? I mean, you're already testing putting a free book on Amazon. Should we test this? We could. Yeah. You never know. It might get it might get picked up for a book club. But I am actually seriously consider, considering doing this now. Will I go back and do it for all my books? Ooh, that might be a big undertaking. <laughs> But I think I would do it, I would consider doing it at least for the standalones in the future. Because actually now I've got like a, there are a few general questions you could put in and then you could think of more specific to the book. Or you could just twist the general ones to be more specific to the book. But I think it's an interesting thing to think about. Is this something like we can try and get ARC readers to help out with? Like they love to get involved, like can we ask them like to propose like a question or two? Mm, that's a good idea, yeah. Get because they would probably have, because let's be honest, I'm going to quiz people about stupid shit. Yeah. Because that's just how I am. That's how my brain is wired. I wonder if it'd be interesting if they, if ARC readers would like to participate in that where you're just like 
toss out a question that you would think would be an interesting conversation generator. I mean, they're they're the Uber fans. They and they might have noticed things in this the book that we just did not. Like you didn't know I'd name Pearl because of oysters. I did not. No, I just thought that was a happy accident. <laughs> Because you keep telling me that you're not very smart, so I just assumed that you weren't. But you are, you see. You, you're selling yourself short, TB. Okay, Pearl and Oysters was not really, like, a deep <laughs> dive into, like, symbolism. It was for me. It was for me. I was reading another book on Whistable, and one of the main characters was Pearl, and I was like, oh, that was clever, stealing. <laughs> You see, you, I do remember you saying to me, the agent's going to be called Pearl. And uh, I said, OK, I didn't think anything of it. And then afterwards, I thought, wow, she's clever. On that note, so, you know, uh, there's nothing to lose uh, to... As, that's a great title for a book, isn't it? There's nothing to lose to uh, in trying to get your book into uh, a book club and get it discussed and then get the word out. Uh, and then remember the people that read uh, one book may then go on and read others if they like it. Uh, so maybe put some questions into the back of your book and um, and yeah, make sure you've got a good book, a good cover. And for the listeners who missed it, Inside Joke, Nothing to Lose is a title of a Claire Lydon. Is it your novella? No, 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 no. It's a full, full-length novel. And I think up until hmm, it was my best-selling standalone before, before, before you say I do came along and knocked it off its perch. Yeah, that one, that one is still on the charts, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes, and it's about to go on a Kindle Daily Deal again in the US and Canada in September. So bargains are plenty when it comes to before you say I do. Well, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this conversation about book clubs from me, who has only been in one book club, and TB, who just loves them, loves them, can't get enough of them. Look at look at the journey you've gone in in this podcast. <laughs> Before we go, though, I do want to mention another, I don't know if you've ever been involved, but there is a lesbic book club that takes place on a Slack channel called Lesbic Love that's run by Carmelone, and that's another another useful lesbian fiction book club. Oh, okay. No, I haven't heard of that one. So, yeah, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. Yes, yeah, so, so far we have the Lesbian Review, Rachel's. <laughs> Rachel, and, Rachel's book club. <laughs> and Lesbic Love. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And if, uh, if there are listeners out there, if we're missing some of these um, lesbian book clubs, please let us know in comments oh, I was, and everything so we can make a list. I was just going to say as well that there is that lesbians, books, writers, readers that Charlotte does that's very good as well. We'll put the... Oh, we'll, the Facebook group? Yes, the Facebook group. Uh, and they have like monthly books and stuff. So, and, and author grillings and things like that. All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this uh, book club chat. Um, there's lots of book clubs out there. So go and get active and fling yourself at one online or start one up in your own area, whichever you like. Um, leave us a comment and tell us what you think about book clubs. Tweet us, email us, Facebook us, leave a comment on the website and I'll try and reply or Instagram me. And join us next week when we'll be discussing how do you market a book? After this week, I had four people ask me this question. So we'll go back to basics and we're going to give you our top 10 tips or maybe 12 if we've got too many. 12? <laughs> I'm going to leave TB startled by the thought of giving 12 tips. Um, until then, have a great week. Stay safe. Keep writing. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Listen in every week for more conversations on writing and lesbian fiction. 
and you can make sure you never miss an episode by signing up to our newsletter at lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more people to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time. Bye.